0: What is ICCS and uh, what were we doing there? Essentially, it's a course which it tries to get students to learn about intercultural competences through a perspective of uh, looking at uh, at science, uh, University Innovation Fellows or UIF. It's a, a program for students who want to make an impact at the university. So this again, it started in Stanford and uh, the University of Twente was the, the first U- European university to have, or one of the first to have a cohort. I don't drink alcohol or anything. I guess that's a big factor. Like that also means like if I go out the, the night before, I also don't, I will sleep four or five hours and then I can be up the next day already working and I don't need to have, I won't have a hangover. Hello everyone, my name is Jacob
1: and this is UT Journeys. Amazing series when we see it with inspiring students to talk about their lives, motivation, and most importantly, how you can enhance your study journey. In today's episode, we'll talk with Soham Nanvani, third-year creative technology student from Spain, who won second place at More Than a Degree Award for an Active Student of the Year, graduated honors program in entrepreneurship, participated in University Innovation Fellows, working as a junior student assistant for Intercultural Competences Micro module and many more that you will hear in the second. Enjoy. Soham, um, thank you a lot for coming. Let's get to the first question. How is it to be the group of three most active students of
0: the year? Uh, I think uh, it's obviously exciting. Um. I think, I think throughout my year, my time at uni, I have made an effort to be active because um, I I always thought it was a good opportunity to get new experiences, meet new people, and just learn more about not only how the university works on an academic level, right, but also on a broader scale. Um And yeah, I mean, I think... It feels it feels good, but at the same time I was I'm active because I like to do it, not because I'm seeking any recognition, any reward. This being in the top three is obviously a great honor and uh I wear it with pride, but it's not anything I'm purposely looking out to seeking out to to achieve in that sense. Yeah, I remember seeing you there and I was like, damn, (laughs) I know this guy, I know this
1: guy. Ah, really good. Ah, And
0: what is ICCS and uh, what were we doing there? So ICCS, uh, it's it's a micro module, which uh, um, essentially it's an online micro module also hosted by uh, ECIU. Uh, which is the European Consortium uh, of Innovative Universities, and it started um, at the UT by a, s- a student from the Honors Program, um, and essentially it's a course which essentially tries to get students to learn about intercultural competences through a perspective of uh, looking at uh, at science, of 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 just uh, citizens and the projects that can be done in a your day to day life essentially in a city. Um, and essentially the whole process of it in the course, it's two ECs, um, and it's fully online. So we have students from a set of different uni- universities including Barcelona, Toulouse, um, we also have some from, from Hamburg, um, Trento as well in, in Italy. And they all follow this course um for uh ten weeks and then at the end they have an option to get an extra EC by joining the joining our our Mobility Week, which we're going to be going to um next week and on the twelfth of February. We're going to Toulouse uh to host this mob this mobility week and essentially the students will be able to, who follow the course can um, can meet up and essentially put into practice what they have learned throughout the 10 weeks. So it's a process of, obviously, throughout the 10 weeks, they've been learning how to communicate interculturally uh, with different groups of students in different universities, different time zones, and obviously, that is one perspective of trying to work through it online, but we also want to give them the opportunity to actually put it in practice in person. So when they go there, they also get that opportunity to practice, reflect, and maybe even meet the people they were working with who they'd previously just known online. So now there's this extra element of oh, now I actually know who you are. I can put a face to to this person I've been having conversations with and stuff.
1: Nice and so this is something that people uh, that students are doing on top of their modules yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah. so um it is uh uh, an extracurricular course um as i said it's two ecs um and yeah like there are uh one of the core one of the teachers in in satoulouse actually um she actually has put it like a mandatory part of students course in front. So students are are using that as part of their curriculum. So that's uh, a very interesting thing to see that it's actually being applied not just as an extracurricular, but in principle it is, uh, for UT students at least, it's uh, fully extracurricular.
1: Nice, nice. And
0: uh, who can apply there and how? So uh, the the application process is yeah, just anyone uh can can apply to be honest, even if you don't study at one of the partner universities of the ECIU. Um, you, you can sign up by the ECIU uh website. Uh, but looking at uh the UT, anyone can also just apply. It's the, the same procedure. You can go to the ICCS uh website or you can look it up at the ECIU website and yeah, sign up. Um, yeah, currently the third run is uh, ongoing. It's about to finish. Uh, this week we finished the the regular component, and next week we have the have the mobility. So then we we hope that next uh, November we can launch a fourth run, considering that this run up until now has been pretty successful. So we hope next year we can also find a set of motivated students to partake in the course again. Yeah, so there needs to be motivated
1: students, but uh, also for whom you would you recommend it? Everyone or someone in particular? Uh, some students hmm. in particular? Yeah,
0: um, uh, that's that's a good question. I think I think everyone can benefit from learning intercultural uh, skills, right? I think in today's day and age, uh, where we work in such diverse communities. It's important to learn uh, how to deal with complex situations of, oh, this person from this culture has this behavior. How can I deal with it, for instance? So I definitely think everyone can benefit from it. But at the same time, I recognize that not everyone might feel motivated to do it because I feel like many times people might think they already know how to do it. But I think there's always a lot to learn because, in my opinion, one of the best ways to learn is from experience and getting to talk to people who've had similar experiences, right? So and the nice thing about this course is since you have so many diverse backgrounds and we make an effort to have students with diverse backgrounds to be in the same group, you're bound to have some issues due to your your cultural differences. So being put in a situation where you have to tackle that, I feel like that's one of the best points to to learn. So I think, yeah, just, it's not for everyone, I recognize that, but in an ideal case, everyone would be like, yeah, I, I want to follow this, I want to learn about this because, yeah, I recognize that it's important to be able to communicate effectively um with my group with my work colleagues or just yeah, anyone you interact with in general
1: and what problems did you have for example D- do you remember any problems that you had because of the cultural differences
0: yeah so uh i i actually uh, before becoming uh, a junior educational devel- developer for the course i followed the course um and i definitely felt that I, with the group I was with, we definitely had some issues. Uh One of the biggest issues I would say was when to meet, for instance, cause obviously it was online. And having students that were, we had some students in Norway, some students in Spain, so, and I was in the Netherlands, right? So I would finish class at 530 Whereas students in Norway, say, they would finish, say, at 7 or something. And students in Spain would maybe finish at 3. So obviously, that was one of the biggest issues of when is everyone available to have a meeting? Because, of course, you also have to take into consideration when people have their meals, when they go do their extracurricular activities like sports and stuff. Um, and that was definitely one of the biggest issues which I would say our group uh, faced in that sense.
1: Okay, I understand. And uh, for example, when right now in the Netherlands we are also pretty much in multi-national and multicultural yeah. environment. How do you think it is different from the course that that you are taking? Are you getting additional insights into it because? we We got some kind of the academic skills yeah uh academic skills content in it, but
0: uh what is the difference there? I feel like the the biggest difference is of course one is in a more controlled uh scenario and the other one isn't right so w- with the course you know you you're kind of expected to look out for these differences and to learn from them. Whereas uh in the Netherlands when you're just living your day to day life, you probably aren't going to be thinking, Oh, I I was speaking with this person from a different culture, how could I have done it differently? Right? Like if you go to buy a coffee and the person is say from from China or whatever, you might not think of, oh, maybe culturally they have a different way of of doing this or doing that, right? But if I'm following a course specifically focused on that, I will dedicate more time to keep an eye out on that. So I think that's the the biggest difference. Really interesting. We will uh, put website
1: for signing up for yeah. it uh, in the description for everyone who would be interested.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think. Uh, i c c. s is a really interesting course but just in the e c i u website uh they offer a a bunch of different courses which which you can follow i i definitely recommend to give them a look 'cause they have a wide range of of topics of courses which you can follow completely free and yeah like nice side thing is that they also provide credit so if that's something which could interest you then i think students should definitely go ahead and give it a look and see if uh, if it interests them
1: can you also tell what is design thinking process okay yeah that's <laughs> a.
0: so yeah design thinking um it's a design process essentially developed by by st- in, in stanford i believe um and it's a process where uh it's it's a it's a cyclical, cyclical process where essentially you are going through all the stages of coming up with an idea, brainstorming, uh developing requirements, developing a quick prototype, testing and then reiterating. So it's a process that you can use to you can use in many different aspects of you can when you're working on a project, when you're Want to design something, whatever really, you can you can apply that uh, design thinking methodology. Cause it, it, I feel like it allows you to, um, it it allows you to get a set of new ideas, test them out without being afraid of failing, and through this process of Quick prototypes, rapid testing—you get a very good idea of what is working, what is not working, and at the same time, you get to see what your user or your target audience is looking for. Uh, Nice. And when did you learn it? So I—I learned—I first learned about the design thinking process after joining um, the University Innovation Fellows program. It's um uh university innovation fellows or u. i. f. uh it's uh it's how could I describe this? It's a a programme um for students who want to make an impact at uh at the university. So this again it started in Stanford and uh the university of Twente was the the first u- European university to have a, or one of the first to have a cohort um of UIF fellows, and the idea is every year uh, a set of around seven to eight students get selected to become uh, uh, fellows of, of this program. And once they're selected, they go through this, a whole uh, six to seven week training uh, program which teaches students about design thinking. So I learned about it after applying to UIF and getting accepted. And then my training to become an official fellow and part of the the UIF family was learning about this whole process and coming up with essentially projects and ideas of of projects which we would like to do that are going to have an impact on our university campus. And what projects? So um within our cohort uh we had we had multiple ideas um one of the the main ideas I focused on with uh w- with a couple of uh of the fellows I think I can name drop them peter and uh, and Olga was uh ubuntu um essentially we wanted to to try and make the students on campus more happy make them just feel better about themselves and everything and um we did that by having like several uh pop-ups throughout the year so um in christmas we we gave out uh christmas cards and free snacks for for students so we wanted them to essentially just write nice messages to their friends their family or whatever you know um and we did a similar thing for for valentine's day where we handed out, uh, Valentine's Day cards, um, which students could then just write a message and give it to someone, whoever they wanted to. Um, and yeah, that was the main project I worked on with, uh, uh, with those two fellows. Um, but then throughout, uh, within the cohort, we also had a couple ideas, such as snooze, which was our sleeping capsules. So, um, It's already, it's got a a green light already, so soon sleeping capsules will, will be arriving to campus. That's actually really good to hear. And essentially it was, we realized that students, if they've been studying the whole day at uni, they might need a space to disconnect for a bit. And especially if you live on um in the city center or essentially not on campus, it's very hard if not impossible to to find a place where you can just disconnect and and f- even if it's just for twenty minutes, you know, it's really hard to do so. So that's why we thought sleeping capsules could be a very interesting project. And that is also going. Um, and then yeah, looking more at UIF on the whole, um, looking at the other cohorts and other running, uh, projects, um, one of the big ones was, uh, keeping talent in, in Twente. So essentially, um, three four years back, the um, the fellows wanted, realized that many of the students, once they finished their studies, they would just leave Twente, And of course, it doesn't really, it kind of defeats the, the point, right? You want students to stay and to, because at the end of the day, Kenneth Park is right across the road. There are so many great companies, so many innovative companies. You would like them to stay, right? Um so with this project they essentially wanted to try and and promote uh student sustain in twenty after finishing their studies. And have you have you been uh choosing the projects yourself and coming up with everything yourself? Yeah, so uh we we came up with these projects all ourselves. And the way we essentially came up with them was through using this design thinking process, right? Cause one of the first essential, uh, steps in the design thinking, uh, process is finding the problem, right? So it's essentially the problem for us is what issue on campus is there that we want to tackle? And from there, we have a bunch of brainstorming ideas where we have sessions trying to different where we use different uh, methodologies to to brainstorm and we try to come up with what problems we can see on campus right now and through through that is when we come up with projects which with problems we would like to tackle and then eventually these lead to potential solutions which are the projects which we are working on.
1: Nice. And as uh, outside of that, uh, have you been implementing design thinking in other areas of
0: your life right now? Mm. I will say within uh within my study creative technology, um they uh we use the creative technology uh methodology which I think is very similar to to the design thinking um uh, methodology, so I think in that sense I definitely use it and I think even I don't use it explicitly in uh in other a- in other facets of of my day to day life say but I will say design thinking has really has helped me come up with different ideas and be more open to try new things and if it doesn't work well that's the whole point you know you're you're there to try something out if it doesn't work you try again by learning what went wrong the first time so i think in that sense yeah design thinking i've used it in a more subconscious way um throughout my day-to-day life other projects and stuff
1: great great and uh, because this is also something that uh, students are doing on top of their studies. Yeah. So w- what is additional uh,
0: time allocation that you need for that? So the nice thing of uh, UIF is you can really choose how much time you want to put into it. So uh, except for the, the initial uh, phase, uh, which is the, the training which is offered by online by Stanford, um which is usually done around uh the month of September and October which are in 7 8 weeks those are the only times where you're kind of forced to to complete the 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 required trainings and stuff um after that once you've completed the training you are completely free to to do or put, to put in how much ever work you want to put in right because with u i f we have this thing of once a fellow always a fellow, so you can really just choose um how much time you want to put in, what projects you want to work on, and just see that like we have fellows that they m- might not be studying here anymore, but whenever they can, if they happen to be back in in day or back at the u t for a few days, they will hop into the meeting, they will help out, and yeah that's i think that's something which is very nice you aren't not being uh restricted to oh i know i have to do these amount of hours i i've got the freedom to choose that oh this quartile for instance i'm very busy i'm not going to be there that often but next quartile if i'm more free i am free to to join to help out and stuff so yeah there's there's a lot of freedom
1: uh, and again, for whom
0: would you recommend it, and how people can uh, can get into it so who I would recommend it to? I think anyone who wants to who wants to make an a lasting impact on campus, I think if you're a student, you've probably seen if you've been here for i would say yeah probably around six months or t- over a year already you've probably seen or realized something which you do not like or you would like to improve at the university because, of course, it's not perfect and that I think everyone can recognize. So I think anyone who wants to make an impact and who believes that they can make an impact, um they can apply. I will just uh, confirm the the website, but we do currently have... um the applications open, I assume we can link the link mm-hmm. it in the bottom um, but yeah you can applications are now open um, I think if you apply, um, I think it's a great opportunity, and if you get in, it's also a great opportunity not only to learn about design thinking because it's a very useful process to have in your in your toolkit but just the people you meet um not only fellows which you meet even just external parties right cuz um one of the big things um which we always try to do is have an impact on campus which requires talking to the different departments on campus so you get to learn a lot of how the university works who are the important people who you should reach out to and I think it it provides you a really useful perspective into I am attending this university this is how it's actually run this is what's going on behind the scenes you know because I feel like many times we take that for granted you know we're just you go with the flow you let it go but seeing the amount of work and the amount of departments there are um it's interesting to see that there's so much going on and it's all it's all interconnected, it's all inter in, intertwined and yeah so uh, yeah, definitely anyone who wants to make an impact just make sure make sure to apply and and yeah.
1: do you have any tips how to get into or any or tips is it hard
0: <laughs> i mean it's it's really just yeah you, you have to be motivated right we we don't look at grades that's like i can make i can li- make that really clear grades are not important for us Um, we're essentially looking for students that are motivated to make an impact on campus that are of course willing and uh, want to work in a diverse community we think that's a very important piece and other than that I mean yeah just I would say just go for it you know because you're you're never going to know if you didn't try you know so if you're even a bit interested i would I would go for it um you can you can join one of our events which we our promotion activities w- which we'll be having soon uh you can keep out on our eye out on our social media on our instagram uh but yeah, it's anyone who's who wants to give it a shot please do um and maybe if this year doesn't work out, you can always apply next year we've had uh, many fellows that that did that and yeah, just, I would say, don't be afraid to to try. Yeah, and who's, who become the fellow will be always the fellow. Yeah, exactly, exactly, that, that's, I feel like that's a really nice, uh, nice thing which the UIF has, right, it's, once you've done it once, like, you're always gonna be there, you know, you can always reach out to, we, we have this massive group chat of like, old, Twenty fellows, and it's really nice to see that, like when we we try to have like one one or two barbecues a year with all of us together, and it's really nice to see like oh this fellow, he was there when I w- I wasn't even studying at the UT, you know, but oh this was the project he was doing, this is what he's doing now, and it's it's very interesting because you know, at least for me, I feel lot of comfort uh being with them it's it's also a very safe space in, in my opinion um i don't feel any pressure to again linking to the amount of work you have to put into right i don't feel pressure to have to perform in a certain way to do certain things and yeah it's uh, definitely a really really good uh community to to join if you're able to that's an amazing advertisement. <laughs> not yeah. gonna lie.
1: Uh, but from what I know, you also engage in any other associations. Yeah, can yeah. You, can you <laughs> yeah. elaborate a little more on that?
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, I have on a smaller extent. I have. Um, I help out in a couple study associations. So I. In Proto, the study association for creative technology, I help out in a couple commi in a couple of committees. Um, and the same with Occam, which is the, the honours association. I, I'm there in a couple of committees just helping out when, when I can. Sometimes it's, uh, being behind the bar helping out. With Proto, it's more organising, uh, sport activities and helping evaluate the the course modules um and then outside of that then i'm a board member of uh the football association of the u t uh Fefe fe um and yeah i've been a i've been a board member i think now for a long time re <laughs> a, a a really long time i think uh Funny story. Uh, I I became a board member in, during my first year uh, already. I think in December twenty twenty one. So I don't only been at the UT for about three months. And when I joined, I actually thought it, w- it was a committee. Uh, and yeah, that <laughs> that was a that was a funny moment. You know, I, I texted my captain like, "Hey, I would like to to join the committee of doing the board." I <laughs> and at th- at that time I didn't know what I was getting myself into. <laughs> uh but now, yeah, I, now I'm here. Um I did one year and three months with uh with with my previous board. I I really enjoyed it and I felt I could still give more. So that's why I decided to continue as a board. And now, um, yeah, still going strong. I think this is now officially, yeah, probably. <laughs> Two years and and three months or something. So still uh, still going going strong. Uh but yeah. Can't complain to be honest. Can't complain. Nice. And you're also a football coach, aren't you? I I I, I provide uh trainings to one of uh, our our ladies team, our second ladies team. Um I had never actually uh provided uh trainings before. But um, since uh, I I got an injury um, that has left me uh, on the sidelines for uh, a long period of time, and yeah, for me football has always been has always been part of my life ever since I can remember. In in school, always just kicking a ball or anything. Just football has always been there. So I was like, even if I can't play, I want to do something related to football um obviously the board is a big part of it but i was like yeah giving a training is also a really important piece to to help the team out to perform to to learn and to yeah also have fun
1: nice nice oh and from what i know you also uh engage into honors program entrepreneurship
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh uh yeah, I I took the honors program with 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 you of course. Uh yeah. Um I think I started honors February twenty twenty two if I'm not mistaken. And graduated last uh last June in in entrepreneurship. And yeah, I think I definitely had a I had a great time. I think honors obviously It's obviously not part of the regular curriculum, not part of the standard program. Um, But having the opportunity to actually take it, I think, was really eye-opening for me. Um, I'd always been interested in some sort of business entrepreneurship, but I'd never actually taken any course or anything about it. So being able to actually learn about it and put it in practice was something which I really appreciated. Nice and what do you think
1: about entire program? Like, what what did you get from it? Uh, maybe also how
0: that, how did you apply? Yeah, yeah. So um, obviously, I I think the applications were during quarter two of all my first year. Um, in the start, I wasn't too sure if I wanted to apply. Um, one of the big factors was the time commitment. That was something which I was I don't know if I want to put in that much time but um yeah, I I really had this moment of reflection of like I might as well give it a shot, you know? If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. If it works out then perfect, you know, you get this new opportunity, you you get to learn more and stuff. Um I never really did it for the ECs. I mean to get a a Bachelor with Honors is mm-hmm. It's nice, like on the diploma it looks nice, but for me it's more of what do you get out of it, right? And I feel throughout uh, the honors program of entrepreneurship, I think I really learned about not being afraid to fail. Um And this I feel I've also managed to apply to different aspects of my day-to-day life, to to my board for instance, to committees and stuff um this obviously also links with uh the design thinking process which uh i did with uif but yeah i think one of the biggest things was not being afraid to fail and also just um being open to to trying new and different things um one thing which i remember really fondly is uh is the effectuation dinner we had with uh oh yeah with yes. with with Martin I think that was that was yeah it was one of the best moments like I can remember uh at honors and I would say m- maybe even like throughout my years at like my time at uni I think that was a great evening but uh, what was that <laughs> yeah, yeah so um it was <laughs> It was a uh, an evening where essentially we were in the start of, I don't really think any of us knew what was go going on. We literally got sent uh to this random place around just outside the city centre of Enskede and uh we enter this kitchen and then we get told okay everyone is gonna be in different teams. You're gonna we're gonna make uh a meal and then yeah all of us just made I think total it was probably like five or six different dishes or something um we even had drinks we had everything and yeah I guess we really got to and yeah the I remember I think the 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 instructions I think they were not full or something um and so you were really just forced to just get creative with the resources which you had and figure out okay this is what I, this is the what I have to make how am I gonna get there and I think it was it was a great night with great memories, and just you really got to learn about the fact that you have to be ready to try new things, get yourself out of your comfort zone, and just keep on trying, keep on persevering. Because and if it doesn't work out well, this doesn't work out, but there's, there'll always be a next time to try again.
1: Yes, indeed. I remember. Uh, I remember having like the vibe there was yeah. just wonderful. Yeah, and yeah. also the chef. He had so, yeah, yeah, so the much chef. charisma yeah, in yeah. it. Yeah. And I remember in some point he was like, "You see this fridge there? You can drink whatever you want from there." And yeah, we're just yeah. opening and there's <laughs> like uh, uh, wines, beers. Yeah, and there so there like d- okay. There was
0: so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: didn't expect <laughs> it from <laughs> university. <you know>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> That yeah, that's uh yeah, that was a fun night, definitely.
1: Good, good. And how much additional time investments you needed to put here, in
0: Again. in honors? Yes, yes. Um, yes. so obviously you had the uh, I guess mandatory component, right? Is two hour lectures, um, Mondays and Wednesdays, um, two hour each or two hours each? Yeah, yeah, two hours each. Um. So that's at least four hours a week of mandatory lectures, and then I would say I'd probably spend another two to four hours extra um working on any assignments that would your later on uh, throughout the course working on on the startup which we which we had to do
1: and what startup have you been doing
0: so uh within the entrepreneurship uh program uh myself with uh with four other uh students, we decided to create a a tutoring platform. We I think it it I think actually subconsciously I did use the design thinking process in this in this uh uh process, which is I'm actually just thinking about it now. Like the link is actually still there. But um we we basically saw that the UT doesn't have a coherent uh, form of helping students uh, if they're struggling with their courses. Right now, the study associations, for instance, all have their separate um, uh, tools to help students. So we and we saw that many courses, for instance, interlap with programs. So, for instance, you might have calculus one A, for instance, is done by most of the engineering studies, for instance. So we thought, wha- how about creating a central pl- platform where the tutors might be from different studies, but we g- can guarantee they have certain qualifications to teach a certain course. So then a student can just enter uh, our website, our platform, um and if they want to apply for if they don't have a tutor, then they can just ask for a tutor, and it doesn't have to be from that study. So yeah, um, we 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 did that throughout the. I Think it was probably around a year, year and a half. Um, at the end of the interp- entrepreneurship uh, program, we had already got got it running. We we already had a few successful customers, and it was already up and running. So that was good. Um, but we decided that since a couple of them were going abroad, um, and some were graduating, we decided that for now we were going to put it on on break. Um, but, uh, I think at least myself personally, if the opportunity were to uh show up once again and someone is willing to help me out, I think I wouldn't mind trying to launch it up again and seeing where it goes. So it is the open invitation to <laughs> all of the uh, all
1: of the audience, I guess, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I guess uh, if anyone is uh, <laughs> is interested, uh, you know, you can reach out to me, and we can definitely uh, talk, and yeah, yeah maybe something uh, works out. Good, good. And given everything that
1: you've been doing. How did you manage to, you know, combine it and balance it with your studies? On top of that, with the, you know, your life and everything.
0: That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> that that is uh, I, I get asked that question uh, quite a bit because uh, yeah. Also, apart from this, obviously, I d- I am, uh, I try to be uh, quite social in that sense. I I go to quite a few to few parties and stuff here and there, like. Uh, so I guess people do ask me that question quite a bit. I, I think one of the, the big things for me is, um, just making sure to have a set of priorities, right? So, um, recognizing that if a deadline is for two weeks, for instance, you don't necessarily have to hand it in on the deadline day. I'm one of those people who is like, if I get the assignment, I'd rather just do it now, get it over with and then hand it in so then it's not an issue in the in the future. And I think other than that, uh, two more things I would say. Firstly, um, just, uh, recognising how much time something will take. I think that is something which is, is a hard skill to, to have, but. Knowing how much time, for instance, you're going to going to take to ha uh do a set of uh assignments can really help you organise your day and be more efficient with with your day and and stuff. And I guess the other one, I, I guess, one one factor is since uh I, I I don't drink um alcohol or anything, um, I guess that's a big factor. Like that also means I can. If I go out the uh, the night before, um, and I also don't. I will sleep four or five hours, and then I can be up the next day, already working, and I don't need to have. I won't have a hangover, so <laughs> that uh, that works to my advantage. I'd say. Yeah,
1: that's smart. <laughs> <the> smart <than. laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah, but uh, yeah, I think obviously time management is hard. Um, and especially me, I do do, I recognize I do a lot, um, and yeah, it's, it's really just a matter of also finding that balance, right, in life, um, it's, you you shouldn't also fo- focus on just working the whole time, um, I think for me as well, um, that's why I like to have that social aspect into it, but for me, some of the activities I do for, like, work, for instance, like, the committees, or um, or just uh, ICCS, for instance. Obviously, it is a job, but since I enjoy doing it, sometimes it doesn't feel like a job. So you don't feel that that stress, that anxiety of oh, I have to go do this now. It's it feels good, you know. Like okay, now I have to go do this. I don't feel bad. So yeah. Great. And
1: did you get for for example maybe harder times when you had too much,
0: maybe getting closer to burnout? Yeah, um I don't think I feel like there have been some obviously some periods where I've been I've been more I've had a higher workload, higher uh a lot of more stuff to do. Um I would say one of the harder periods was, say, I think, December, January 2022 20, to 2023. Um, that was one of the, the harder moments for me, just uh, because outside of all that, I got uh, an injury. I, I tore my, my ACL, and obviously that was a hard moment for me, um, having to deal with all of that. Um But I think other than that, I've not really been at a situation where I've been close to burnout. I think even at that moment, I don't think I was close to burnout. I think I was just overwhelmed with so much thing going in a certain way and just being unsure of what would happen next, right? Um, But once I managed to clear all that, I think I just managed to relax and get a, a... Fresh start in that sense, so yeah. So, getting to the end,
1: what is the last piece of the advice that you would give to first year students, maybe especially doing create technology, creative technology program?
0: First year students, um, I think, um, being a first year student, um, one of the advice that I would give is. Get out there and try to be active. I think at university, you want it's a whole experience. It's not just meant to be there for getting your, your, your degree, your diploma. And that's it. I think at university, for many people, um, is one of the first moments where they are truly independent and have to really get out there and see what the world has to offer. So I think one of the key things I would, uh, the key piece of advice would be get out there, try to be active, you know, um, and just say yes to any opportunity that comes, that comes your way. Um, it might not work out sometimes, sometimes it will, but, uh, don't be afraid to, to just say yes, give it a shot and, uh, yeah just get active and use design thinking and use yeah <laughs> and and use the th- design thinking definitely 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 so um,
1: thank you a lot for this amazing talk
0: yeah th- thank you it's uh yeah it's it's a great uh, I've had a great time thank you for for having me and yeah go, good luck with all the future podcasts thank you